Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and your future planning started yesterday. You need simple, easy strategies to create maximum results. This is The Scotty Show. Time to get your ducks in a row with Scott Leonardi, owner and president of Complete Solutions, Inc. As a certified financial fiduciary with 25 years in the planning industry, Scott helps educate you on how you can make the best decisions for your family and your finances and helps you get your ducks in a row for your incredible future. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. I am excited. Before I bring Scott on, I've got to tell you, audience, we're talking about giving away money. Right, Scott? Woohoo! Giving away some money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who we're giving it away to. I'm hoping it's me. Hoping it's you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's exciting. We're recording this uh, in April, right? Not too far after Tax Day, right? The 18th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of funny about Tax Day. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people that you know work have a job. You know, they're excited about Tax Day, right? Because they want to file their taxes. Um, you know, they do it before before the last day of you know the eighteenth. I think was the last day to file, right? So mm-hmm. they do it right after January, because so they want their money. They got they got a refund coming. Yeah. But us independent business owners, <laughs> we don't like tax day. Mm-hmm. You know, because guess what? We owed money. Typically, owe money, right? Yep. We ain't getting no refund. We don't owe money. We're not getting no refunds back, anyways, right? So we wait to the last minute to file that you know file that return. So quite true. <laughs> but true, quite true, quite true. So. But yeah, the uh, you know I was, I was thinking as I was talking to one of my clients uh, a couple weeks ago, and about just about gifting money onto their children, and we we're just talking about concepts and topics mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know what, that that is, makes sense for us to do this at a podcast because there's some things we got to be thinking about, you know, with that process, right? Yes. I mean, sooner or later, Lord's coming and taking us, right? And 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 as far as I know, you can't take that money with you. Well, I guess maybe you could take the money with you, put it in the uh, <laughs> take it with you, but you can't spend it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's going someplace. You know, when you leave this earth, it's going someplace. And, and quite oftentimes, people just don't think about this. You know, I got some clients that live their life. They want, it's very important to them to leave an inheritance, a legacy onto their children. And other people say, I don't, I don't care about those kids. I, you know, I want to spend every nickel while I'm alive, right? And then uh, leave the kids with nothing. And, and I, I get that too. I get that too. Matter of fact, I tell my kids, Eric, I tell them, I said, listen, I'm going to spend every nickel I got in my lifetime, enjoy, have a wonderful retirement if I ever retire, right? I'm going to spend every nickel. And as a matter of fact, my dream is that I write a check to the last guy with the last dollar I got. And that guy I don't like. And that check's bouncing. But, you you know, here's the thought process. You know, whether you really think you want to leave a gift and leave in a legacy or you don't, again, sooner or later, it's going to end up going on to somebody. Mm -hmm. So we just have to prepare uh, and make sure it's going to where it's going, right? So one of the things I recommend to people that everybody needs to do, if you haven't done this recently, is you go, uh, go in and look at all your accounts and policies and make sure you have proper beneficiaries. I can't tell you how many times uh, where I run across a case and we're looking up some stuff, we're looking at people's life insurance or what have you, and we check the beneficiary and it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, their uncle or their brother, mm-hmm. you know, because they weren't married when they first took the policy out and, you know, and sometimes those, those beneficiaries are dead and what have you. Yeah. Um, so it becomes a bit of a problem. We want to make sure those beneficiaries are current. You know, we're trying to avoid uh, unintended beneficiaries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that money en- ends up to go somewhere that you don't necessarily want it to go. Yeah, kind of an important situation. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, another another quick little story, right? Not too awful long ago, about eight, nine months ago, we had a client that we were talking to about, we always try to make this a, a priority, check all your beneficiaries, make sure they're right. But he had an account, it was about $160,000, and it was a life insurance policy, and he had never changed the beneficiary. Well, uh, that 160000 when he passed away, uh, went to his uh, wife. Uh, however, there was an EX in front of that. 
Ouch. Went to his ex-wife, and he was remarried. Mm. So that caused one heck of a scuttlebutt in that household, right? I bet. So I always tell people, double-check those beneficiaries and make sure you know they're done properly, right? Yeah. Wow. And it's just an important, just an important situation. Um, now, of course, the beneficiaries are going to give those people the money right away. The other issue is, you know, and sometimes when people pass away, they start analyzing, okay, well, how much kind of, what kind of assets am I going to have? What am I leaving on, you know, to my family? And sometimes people think to themselves, well, I don't have much. I mean, younger people tell me, well, you know, I don't have much. You know, I'll take care of that, you know, those estate planning documents later. And I said, well, think about this for a minute. Even if you have group coverage at work, you know, maybe got 100, 200,000, 250,000 bucks worth of life insurance. Even if you have 10, 12, 15,000 and that's all in the bank, when you die, how much are your kids getting? Mm-hmm. Uh, two, three hundred thousand dollars. So that life insurance creates those instant estates. So even people who necessarily think they don't have a lot of money, they still need to be sure, you know, they've got proper, you know, beneficiaries set up. So it goes to where you want it to go, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, my thought process is let's 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 enhance what's going on to the beneficiaries, um, because again, no matter how you slice it, we want to make sure more money goes to our beneficiaries and less money goes to the government, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to keep it out of the court system, keep it out of that probate system. You know, we want to try to reduce the taxes as best as we possibly can, because again, if we do have money left over when we pass away, again, we want it to go into the family or the kids or the grandkids or wherever, less going to the government. I think people can all kind of agree on that, right? Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Kind of makes sense. You know, other considerations to think about as well. You know, again, if I have a large estate, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars or more, um, you know, who's this money going to? You know, you're you're figuring out. You're looking at your children, and uh, unfortunately, I have five children. But most time, people have you. Know, you got two or three that are pretty good. A couple are not so good, and one that's just not so crazy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, spendthrift, crazy, that kind of stuff. So you got to be thinking that thought that thought process through too, right? I mean, you spent your whole entire life to build up this estate, you know, to build up what you have, and you pass away. Now that money's flowing huge amounts of money is flowing to one of your children, one of your beneficiaries, right? Yeah. Um, and what often happens when people get a large sum of money they did not earn themselves? Are you? Oh, you're asking me that question? I'm asking you that question. You know, what oh. happens when people people get a large sum of money that they didn't put blood, sweat, and tears into it to get it themselves? And what typically happens to that money? Well, the, the, the f- philosophical side of that is they don't respect the money. The, the you got Just it. the fast answer is they're going to spend that money. They're going to spend it. They're going to spend it. I mean, you look at lottery winnings. I mean, yeah. the average person that wins the lottery, what happens? They They're broken in two, what, three, four, years, five years. Three years yeah, it's, cr- it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, because they got they got this huge flow of money. They didn't earn it. They don't have no respect for what they did to earn that money. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they just start spending it like crazy. So even if you have a child that's you know pretty good, you got a couple kids that are pretty. You think they're pretty responsible. Again, what if we influx them two, three, four, five hundred thousand? You know, would they spend it properly? Would they take care of that money like you took care of your money? Um, so that's kind of some kind of kind of some considerations. Now, again, some people say, well, I don't care if they spend it all in two days. OK, who cares? It's their money. Uh, other people don't feel that way. So you just got to determine how do you feel about that concept and what considerations should you be taking as you're, again, you know, passing that money on. Yeah. And I, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Uh, there was a, a young man that uh, my wife and I used to work with, and um, he was from a very, very wealthy family, and he did not respect any of the money because, again, he didn't earn it, and he was just very, very spoiled. Um, and actually, his grandmother had passed, and the grandmother also had money, and left him, it was just a little over $100,000, and he was maybe 22 at the time, um, and he bought, I don't know what you guys call him down there, but uh, some people call him a go-fast boat or a cigarette boat. You know what that is? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Super long. Loud so, and fast. Loud and fast. And so, you know, you're and 22 expensive. years old. You want to, yeah. And he's up in the, he's up in the Great Lake area and won't say which state, but in the Great Lakes. And so he bought himself a, a go fast boat, um, $90,000. He spent 90 Jeez. grand on this boat right off the bat. And what he didn't do is he didn't get insurance and he sunk it the, the next day. Oh, the next day God. he sunk that boat. 90 grand. <laughs> That's, that, that's yeah. That's that's funny, but it's not. It's not funny. Oh, it's not yeah. funny. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, the irresponsibility is just is just astronomical. What, what you know, and boats. You know, boats always sound great. And I had a houseboat for the, for a number of years. It sounds great, but you know what boats stand for, don't you? No. Yeah, break out another thousand. <laughs> that's what boat stands for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> nothing's sense. cheap in a boat. Nothing's yeah. cheap in a boat. It, it's kind of absurd. Love to have them, but man, nothing's cheap. Yeah. So so we, we just got to be thinking about some of this stuff. And again, if you, you know, think through it and make a decision, is my point. And if you don't care what happens to that money when you pass away, then okay. But if you really say, hey, listen, I worked very hard for this money my whole entire life. I'd like to at least help preserve this. So maybe some of this helps my kids when they get to retirement time, or maybe some of this translates down into an asset for my grandkids, right? Mm-hmm. So again, there's some thought processes with that. So we all know, you know, if you listen to my podcast before, I, you know, get your ducks in a row is the whole concept. So you need to have your basic estate planning documents, and we've done a couple podcasts in the past talking about that. So that helps with, uh, you know, again, getting your assets through probate and getting them down to the kids. Having the proper beneficiaries, again, very, very crucial. Check that. Uh, and, 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 you know, insurance policies, annuities, life insurance have beneficiaries. Bypass probate, go right down. Also, we just want to check some of our accounts we can set up as POD. You know, or TOD, you know, transfer on death, payable on death. Mm-hmm. Again, just so it kind of goes kind of where we want it to go. So we kind of avoid those unintended beneficiaries. And, of course, the next concept we, we did talk about, again, we, we did a podcast on this, is maybe I need to control some of that. So what are some other concepts to control that? Well, the perfect uh, one of the perfect concepts is a trust. You mm-hmm. know, maybe we need to look at a trust because now we can control some of that and say, okay, listen, you know, when I pass away, you know, I want, you, you know, I want. A third of my assets going to my son, you know, it, it, you know, initially, and then in five years later, a third of it, and then five years later, another third. So you can kind of control some of that stuff so he doesn't get that huge influx. Uh, or the other consideration is if you've got a spendthrift kid, you've got a child who's just not, you know, he, he's just not financially responsible at all, you know he's going to blow it all, the cigarette boats, you name it. Well, again, having a trust with a trustee that can say, hey, listen, we're going to divvy out so much of this every year, every month, uh, and then they can kind of control that. And if the trustee thinks that they're spending it on you know, not so good good stuff, well, they can kind of withdraw that. So you can be pretty restrictive with a trust if that is something that kind of, kind of makes sense. And the other thing, a lot of times clients will want to pass it on to their grandkids. They, they kind of want to bypass the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, again, if your child's fifty and you know, or forty-five or whatever, and, and they got a child that's you know, thirteen or fourteen or fifteen, well, guess what? You can't grant, you can't gift it to the kid because yeah. he's not old enough to receive the money. And would you want that seventeen, eighteen-year-old kid getting the two, three hundred thousand? You know, again, probably not. Um, so, again, perfect examples uh, to utilize a trust and get some more information on that. Again, my topic today was just getting you thinking about this concept. I'm not an attorney. We need to see an attorney. Uh, we have a couple of attorneys that we, we utilize, we partnership. Go to our website, you know, duckduckplan.com. Uh, you can see some examples of, of what we're talking about here and, and, and reach out to us. We'll have, we'll be happy to put you in contact with somebody that can help answer some of those questions, but, but you know, counsel with somebody. And again, you spent, you know, I always ask people, we're looking at their accounts and, you know, they have, you know, 500,000 bucks in their IRA. I say, hey, listen, did you get that IRA last Tuesday? Mm-hmm. 
And they look at me like nope. perplexed, right? Yeah. No, I know. You spent 40, 50 years of your working life to accumulate that. I mean, that's a substantial life's work, right? So again, when you pass away, how do you want that to flow out? So just having those proper documents is just kind of crucial. Because again, I always tell people when there is money left and it's important to you, we want to max the money to the beneficiaries, right? And try to lessen the money to the state, probate, attorneys, uh, you know, and, and, and taxation, which truly makes sense. Um, the other thing to think about too is, you know, maybe possibly even gifting the money out ahead of time. You know, I've got clients that, you know, again, if you're 60 years old and you, know, you got 100000 bucks in the bank, you probably shouldn't be gifting anybody money, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be giving away money to your kids. You know, just stop that because you need to have enough money for you. You know, the whole focus, well, I talk about, when I talk to clients, the whole focus is let's enhance your retirement. The focus is make sure you have a wonderful retirement, a wonderful, you know, great adventure, I call it, right? Make sure you have all the money you need. But then when it's time and the Lord comes and gets you, again, let's maximize it, you know, kind of onto the kids. I mean, that kind of stuff just... You know, kind of just makes sense. Um, but there's some other financial concepts to be able to talk through on that, right? Uh, so, again, if we want to start gifting some money out, it's kind of nice when you get a little older. You can give some money out to your kids or your grandkids and see the enjoyment of how that works, whether you give them up – we you give them cash, right, as a gift, or you put it into another – you know, some other type of product for their future. Um, but let's talk a little bit about gifting money out to begin with because we've all heard of that concept of gift tax, you know, mm-hmm. the gift tax, right? And it's very misunderstood. I mean, people often think they're going to have to pay taxes on their gift tax, right? So what the government did is they come up with, a, with an, what's called an annual exclusion. So each year you can give out so much uh, to anybody, you know, kids, grandkids, brother, neighbor, whatever, and it's going to it's going to fall into that if it get, if it's a low enough, it'll fall into that annual exclusion, right? And every year it goes up a little bit. Last year, twenty twenty one, it was uh, fifteen thousand. Uh, this year, twenty twenty two, it's sixteen thousand. Um, so again, you can cut a check to somebody you know, under under that sixteen thousand dollar gift limit, and everything's perfectly fine. But but do you pay taxes after you give that sixteen thousand out? Do you pay taxes on that? No. No. So let's see. A lot of times people think, well, I can only give out sixteen thousand because that's the limit on my gift tax, and if I give out more, I'm going to have to pay taxes on it, right? Because that's why there's an annual exclusion. Well. It's not. It's that's not the case. See, there's a there's a I think it's eleven point seven million dollar lifetime exclusion. Yeah. Okay. So the deal is, let's say for an example, you you know you give your brother fifty grand and he needs help. You want to gift him out. You want to help him out. So you give him fifty thousand dollars. Well, guess what? So you know you you used up that sixteen thousand dollar annual exception, right? But you gave him fifty. You used up your sixteen thousand dollar exception annual exception annual exclusion. So the bad news is you're going to have to file a gift gift return, right? So anything over that limit, sixteen thousand, you have to file the gift tax return. But the good news is you're probably not going to pay any tax. Why? Well, because you have eleven point seven million dollar lifetime exclusion. Mm-hmm. So that thirty four thousand dollars in my example um, goes against your lifetime exclusion unless you've even already given out eleven point seven million dollars. There's no taxable event. You, you know, it's not going to be taxable to you, and it's not going to be taxable to the child. But again, a lot of people have that misunderstanding. Well, you got to stay below that, or I'm going to owe a tax. Yeah. Um, so again, it, people need to kind of, kind of really understand that, because um, again, there's a lot of misunderstanding about that. And almost every, almost everybody I talk to, you know, thinks they're going to have to pay taxes if they give out more than that, more than that annual exclusion. And, and just so. to clarify, you're talking it's per person. Uh, not only that you're giving to, but also per person in the relationship of uh, when, when we're talking about the giver. So like the husband and the wife um, could each give $16,000 to a child, uh, a specific child. So in, in total, they're giving 32000 
without it even having to be reported at all, right? Yeah, you you got it, and you can give it to brothers and sisters, and and and, yeah. and you know their their spouse. You know, you give it to their kid. Um, and again, I'm not an accountant. You know, before you know, before you start a gifting strategy. Uh, let's talk about that. Let's get the accountant involved and, and, and make sure we're following all the rules because there are some exclusions to that with medical and different things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're right. And, and, again, it doesn't have to be a family member. It could be just anybody. So, but, but I mean, the, the whole purpose, so people say, well, if there's an $11.7 million exclusion, lifetime exclusion, why do I have to file a gift tax return? Well, because the whole purpose of that gift tax return is it keeps track of that lifetime ex, you know, exem- exemption, right? So if you get close to that 11.7 million and you've used it all up, well, again, in the end, there's going to be some potential taxes against your state. So you know the other thing. Then we're talking about potential ways to enhance money going on to the kids too. There's a variety of other concepts out there. So let's again, let's just say in your situation, we've done an analysis and we we see that you got plenty of money to live your whole entire lifetime. There is money that you are just aren't going to use. You know, you're not going to eat up all this money. This money is going to be passed on to somebody. Well, now there's some other options to kind of enhance that. Um, you know, some annuities. You know, some annuities have an enhanced death benefit hmm. where you know you know you get the you, you put the money into it it earns it can potentially earn a decent interest rate but it also enhances the death benefit so it maximizes the money to enhance for more to go on to the beneficiaries so again why is that important again if you got money that you're just not going to use it's going to be passed on to the kids anyways you just don't want to pass it on until you pass away. Well, again, there's some pretty cool ways to enhance that, increase that, enhance, of course, I mean, to increase that number and gift more to the kids, right? Yeah. So, so you know, is you know, the annuity part, is that is that similar to life insurance where when it is passed as a death benefit, there is no tax on it? Well, no, the, the annuity the, the annuity is going to work a little differently. Um, okay. It depends on whether it was qualified money or non-qualified money and, you know, part, the part that's considered interest. So there's going to be a, some type of a taxable event, different than life insurance, but life insurance is going to be my next topic, though. All right. Um, so, again, the, the key on that, that annuity, again, is we can enhance that, um, giving more money onto the kids, maximizing the death benefit, which mm-hmm. obviously is, you know, kind of important if it's just sitting in there anyways. You know, I, I, I'll call the concept of leveraging. You know, right? And usually people that have a big estate, they understand the concept of leveraging, right? So, so, and that's how everybody creates success is leverage, right? You get out of college, you know, how much money you got in the bank? Not a lot. You get negative numbers. Yeah, yeah, negative numbers. Yeah, yeah, you can't even afford to pay attention, right? You can't even afford to pay attention, right? Let alone pay pay the electric bill, right? So you're broke. So what do you do? You leverage. You you leverage your time. You get out there and get a job, work hard. You leverage your time for dollars. And then that's how you start making your money, leveraging that time for dollars. And, of course, it hopefully gets to the point soon where you – got some extra dollars and you start putting that into an IRA, a 401k, some type of an investment, and now you're leveraging your money to make more money, right? Mm -hmm. So the beautiful concept is if you're leveraging your time to make money and your money is being leveraged to make money, that's a beautiful concept. That starts creating us and catalyzing us towards that, uh, that concept of success, right? Building up that asset. So the same thing in this situation, well, guess what? If, if a chunk of this money we know is going on to the beneficiaries, we're not going to spend it. And whether even it's going to the children or the grandkids or a charity, you know, something like that, you know, why not leverage that and maximize that to push more on, again, uh, to the beneficiaries? Mm-hmm. So, again, using some annuities with, ma- you know, some enhanced death benefits is a great, is a great concept to do that. So that's kind of option number one. And you mentioned a second ago, too, you know, life insurance, you know. You know, I love life insurance. You know, life insurance can be used for so many different reasons out there. And a lot of times people kind of just are kind of single-minded when they think of life insurance, right? When they think of life insurance, what do they think the purpose of that is? 
Money when you die. Money when you die, right? You pass away, I want to make sure my funeral is taken care of. I want to make sure, you know, my, my car is paid off, the house is paid off, whatever. Well, you start again. You leverage. You did a good job leveraging. You build up a really nice estate, and you got five, six, seven, eight hundred, one point two million, whatever you got, right? You think, well, what I don't need? What do I need life insurance anymore for? I die. Mama's got plenty of money. We're giving money to the kids. What do we need life insurance for? Well, again, there's a lot of usages for life insurance. If you listen to my long-term care podcast, we talked about the concept of using life insurance, long-term care insurance, right? Leveraging that to where you've got plenty of money to pay for the care when you need it. But if you don't mm-hmm. need it, now we are passing on all the money you put in and, and usually more than you put into the kids in a life insurance contract. Yep. So, again, great concept. Well, here now we're talking about you know passing money on to the kids. You know, some money you pass on to the kids will be, you know, tax-free. It won't be a taxable event. You already paid tax on those dollars. Some money you pass on is going to be taxable, right? Taxable, mm-hmm. right? So if you have an IRA, perfect example. You know, you have an IRA. That's called qualified money, right? Qualified. Uh, you put money in, you know, pre-tax, right? So you've got a deduction, tax deduction going in. So when that money starts coming out, when you start using that money, Eric, how much of that is taxable? That's a great question. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought you were talking about the tax rate. I'm like, I have no idea what the tax. Oh yeah, yeah. But hundred percent of the money quote, is taxed. Quote me the tax rates, please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so you pull money out of that IRA, unless it's a Roth, right? But it's a traditional IRA. Pulling that money out, four hundred one k, some of that type of stuff, concept, the qualified money. What's hundred percent taxable in most cases, right? Hundred percent taxable. Well, same mm-hmm. thing when you pass it on. Um, you know, there was a, the jobs and tax cut of 2017. Most people kind of remember that because uh, it actually lowered the tax brackets, lowered some of the tax brackets, right? So the, the jobs and tax cut of 2017 lowered some of the tax brackets, which is wonderful. But one of the things we got to think about is is several of those, uh, several parts of that actually expire at the end of 2025. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this podcast since already 2028, well, congratulations, you're making more money. But more excitingly, thanks for listening to my podcast quite a few years later, That's right. <laughs> right? That's right. But if you're listening to this before 2025, the end of 2025, at the end of 2025, those some of those things exclude, actually expire, which means tax brackets are going to go up at the end of 2025 mm-hmm. based on just those expiring. It's going back, reverting back to the 2017 tax brackets, right? Now, of course, unless, you know, again, whatever political party in there actually renews those or changes those or whatever, and, you know, maybe they'll continue to stay lower, maybe they'll adjust, maybe they'll change. But my point is, pretty good chance taxes are going to go up in 2025, unless yeah. some, you know, unless we get a hero in there, right? Yeah, um, so, I again, future, that. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and really, no matter what side's in, whether it's Republican, Democrat, Independent, all the money we're giving away and stuff, and we're printing exactly. money like crazy, giving money away. I mean, I think the, uh, if you ever want to get really disappointed, you've you know, got to go on to, uh, what is that, a, a debt clock US debt com, clock or something dot like that. Or something, yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks at what the, you know, what kind of debt we have. Uh, last time I looked at it, it was like 25 or $26 trillion we owe. Oh, <laughs> you know, just it's crazy. crazy. That, I'm pretty sure now. It, I think it's over yeah, 30 is it over thirty now? Yeah, yeah. I'll I haven't looked in a while, waiting, but, but yes, I am. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. Check my work. Check my weather. But uh, yeah, I mean, just absurd. So again, can they even lower taxes in the future? I don't know. You know, who who knows what the tax bracket's going to be? But my point is, you know, you can't control that, right? You know, I always tell people, you know, people say, "Oh, I can't wait till a Democrat gets in there." Well, okay, great. Or I can't wait till a Republican gets in there. Well, listen, the last time a Democrat was in office, how much did they really help your specific economy in your household? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with a Republican. And great, we get a Republican in there. How much did they specifically help you personally in your household? 
right? Yeah, maybe a little bit, maybe not both ways, whatever. So my point is you can't control the economy. You can't control the economy of the world. However, what can you control? You can control the economy of your household. Mm-hmm. So again, you got to do everything you can do to protect and enhance your dollars, your dollars. Well, again, getting back to this this concept of you know the 2017 Jobs and Tax Cut Act, <clears throat> one of the other things to that, it actually, it actually uh, it decreased the stretch, the stretch IRA, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, again, see a tax advisor. I'm not a tax accountant for this, but um, – used to be able to, you know, you pass away, you can pass the money on from your IRA to your spouse, and that's still the same. You know, they can use it as they as they wish for their lifetime. So what we're talking about is that after that, after the spouse, this now passes on to the kids. Well, they used to be able to stretch it out over their lifetime, you know, with a couple different examples. But today, they have to they have to cash out that money. The kids, the inherit, inheritors, inheritors, inheritances. I think you're right. Inheritors. In, inheritors, yeah. Just call that. <laughs> Well, so yeah, if it's not, it's a new word I just created. There you go. Right? But but what happens is they get this qualified money. Now, they have to they have to distribute all that out within 10 years. So, again, if it's a yep. large chunk of money, we're pulling it out faster. What does that mean for taxes? But it's going to be higher. I mean, the, the, more, tax, gonna, yeah, yeah, more taxes absolutely. to the government. So, so again, you know, uh, the concept is not making your kids rich when you die, but let's let's at least not make the government rich, right? I mean, let's, let's, let's at least enhance what's going to them. So the whole concept of life insurance is, again, we can take a portion of our estate, a small portion of our estate, put it into a life insurance contract. And now all of a sudden, when we pass away, that life insurance contract, in in most cases, based on your estate, passes to the beneficiaries income tax-free. You know, So now we're taking, we're taking taxable dollars and turning it into tax-free dollars. Hmm. So again, pretty good, pretty cool concept, pretty cool concept. So again, a lot of usages for life insurance. And again... We're not talking about, you know, spending another thousand bucks a month out of your monthly expenses to pay for a life insurance contract. This is typically an estate planning move. You know, we're, 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 we're pulling money off of an account annually. We can do it monthly, but a lot of times people will do it annually. And again, just grow that pot of tax-free money. You know, one last little quick concept, and I think this is kind of interesting too. You know, I teach a concept called tax-free, tax-free retirement. Um, and tax-free retirement concept is kind of a cool concept. Let's build some assets so we can have tax-free income come retirement time, right? So if you're already close to retirement, it's a little too late to create this type of a concept. Um, you know, we're looking, you know, the, the kids that are 40 and 50, those in those ranges, there's a very cool concept called tax-free retirement planning that we can do that actually enhances a, using a life insurance contract. So what we do is we take out a life insurance contract, and this is real quick and easy. We overfund that. Overfund that life insurance concept so there's more money in the contract other than just paying for the life insurance itself. Mm-hmm. And then come retirement time, we actually are borrowing the money out of the policy. So in essence, this works wonderful. It borrows the money out. So in essence, the net result is I'm receiving tax-free income at retirement time because mm-hmm. I'm borrowing out of the policy. So again, if it's done properly, it, it's a very cool concept. And again, I, w- I want you to get on my website, um, duckduckplan.com. Get on my website, and you can actually order the free book. I'll be happy to send you one complimentary. Uh, it's called Tax-Free Retirement, and it talks about this concept. Your children, if, you know, if you're in that, if you're in the 60-plus range now listening to this, co- this, this call, your kids and your grandkids need to learn about tax-free retirement. They need, mm-hmm. they need, they need to learn about this. If they need, need my book, and I'm happy to send you one complimentary. Um, and if you're in that 40, 50 range, my goodness gracious, wake up. It's time to do some time to do some planning. Uh, but it's a very cool concept. So I've had some folks where I say, okay, listen, you've got plenty of money. You're not going to spend all your money. We need to give some money on to your kids and come up with some type of a strategy. 
Um, we got the annuity strategy to enhance the death benefit. We got life insurance we could buy on you that the beneficiaries get the money tax-free. But there's kind of another concept is we can peel off some funds. We can put this into a life insurance tax-free concept for one of your children, right? And so now this account is building up a retirement income for them. Mm-hmm. So rather than peeling off the money and saying, here you go, or I die, here's 100000 let's put some money into a retirement plan for them. And the cool thing about this situation, come retirement time for them, when they get to that age, they need multiple sources of income. Yeah. <laughs> they need anything that's going to help them in taxation. And with that concept, one more extra caveat is if, God forbid, they pass away – We've got that life insurance policy on them mm-hmm. that now is benefiting who? Their children. The grandkids. That's right. The grandkids. Their kids, which i.e. your grandkids. So my point is there's a lot of cool concepts. Today I just wanted to wake you up a little bit and say, hey, listen, if money's going to the kids, the church, the charity, the neighbor, your dog, right, wherever your assets are going, let's look at some ways to enhance that to give more to the beneficiary, less to the court systems, attorneys, and taxation. We got to keep our duck. We got to put our ducks in a row. We got to protect it. Get onto my website, duckduckplan.com. Education is the key. We can create some simple, easy concepts to get things, you know, to make things happen, to get things done. I tell people, listen, easy gets things done. Love it, Scott. Thank you so much for your time. Excellent. Have an and awesome time, and I'll see you. I'll see you yeah. on the flip flop. On the flip flop. Right. Soon. Very soon. Thank you, sir. And of course, our last thank you will always go to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Scott comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Complete Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you, it's time to get your ducks in a row. Thank you for listening to The Scotty Show. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Live life like it's your job. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Complete Solutions, Inc. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice, tax advice, or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.